Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome to your first episode of Tapping the Plate. We're supposed to be doing long-form interviews with players for Tapping the Plate. That's the setup. But the day before Billy Hamilton was scheduled to come on, he ran into the wall. And then it took him a couple days to be back in the lineup, so we missed our window, which means we talked to Lynn, who presumably played some baseball, right, Lynn? Worthy of the Kansas City Star, you played some baseball growing up? Yeah, Little League, um, you know, from like probably 7 to like 15 or 16, something like that. Um, Not like, you know, high school or anything like that. Um, I I decided to go try my uh, skills on the track by the time I got to high school, but... You know, uh, I played some ball. I played some ball. What position? Just out of curiosity, since this is usually a background on it, we're going to talk about the team. Typically, I'd ask you know the Billy Hamilton about his childhood or these off-season vacations he takes with players. What position did you play? Um, shoot, I mean, when I was real young, like you know the the lower level of uh, little league, I was playing a lot of second base, I think. Okay, and then um, moving up, you know, played around all around the place. But by the time I got to like, teenager, I was mostly playing outfield. Okay. Well, we're talking here with Lynn Worthy of the Kansas City Star. Tapping the Plate, the new podcast here on the 435 Podcast Network, will be long-form Royals interviews as soon as the Royals are back home. We'll have a fresh episode up for you. But, Lynn, we got you on. The Royals are 17 games into this thing, and their record is 5-12. and 12. They keep saying that they feel like they're better than their record is. Do you feel the same way as the Royals do on that end? I mean, I feel like... I don't know. I mean, it's always a little loaded to say you're better than your record is because you mean your record is what it is. I mean, <laughs> sure. But I think they their record could easily be better. That's the way I would say it. I mean, because okay. there were, I think at this point, I'm trying to remember what the number is. Uh, I want to say six games. Um, six one run losses. Now. I can tell you that. Yeah, six. Yeah, six one run losses, and I think it's seven games where they've led at at the seventh inning or yeah. later. That they've ended up losing, so I mean I'm not saying they would they should have won all those games. I'm just saying like there's you know between the one run games and the games that you were ahead either in the going into the seventh, the eighth, or the ninth, like there should be more wins there. So uh, or they definitely could be more wins there. So that's why I say like they definitely could they could easily have a better record than what they have. But the record is what it is. I mean and it's you know and sometimes it's the bullpen. I mean recently here uh, last night in Chicago, you know uh, Jorge Lopez gave up some home runs. Um, that in their offense just couldn't get anything going. So it wasn't, you know, the bullpen did give up a run, but the game was pretty much decided by that point. Um, so it's, you know, it's that first part of the season where you're still trying to figure some things out, try to find some things, and the bullpen has seemed to be the biggest issue that's uh, come back again and again for them. Yeah, because, like, offense-wise, yeah, there are guys who are struggling. O'Hearn is getting walks but not hits. Solaire has been off. But they've had plenty of guys like Alex Gordon who have been red hot, Dozier who's been hot. The offense as a whole, you're like, yeah, that's working. Starters as a whole, you're like, yeah, that's working. Now, there's some spots that they can improve in there. But the bullpen, it's like, at this point, Lynn, like this early in the season, who can they point at and trust to get three outs? And I'm not sure that they have one definitive answer for anybody in there. By the way, I know people are always like, 
hey, Omaha will fix it. Get some guys from there. They blew a seven-run lead in the bullpen last night. So um, it, it might be a problem that is systemic, at least here in the early going. But but the bullpen has got to be the thing that stands out. Is it as simple as just keep throwing those guys out there until you find a mix? Well, that and guys just have to, you know, um, guys have to pitch better, have to execute pitches better, guys. You know, I mean, a guy like Foxberger, who, you know, the other night after blowing the second save opportunity in five days, was just sort of like, yeah, he, you know, he, the ball is not, he just can't get the ball to go where he wants it to. Um, and that, that is a problem. Uh, if you're a starting pitcher or a relief pitcher, that is definitely a problem. Um, so, I mean, there's part of that where you guys just have to, you know, um, execute pitches. Um, but then there's just, you know, I mean, like there's guys who, I mean, you know, Peralta last year obviously closed out 14 of 14 opportunities, but doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to make you feel comfortable about while he's doing it. Um, Kennedy is a guy who, you know, has moved to the bullpen and he's, he's looked pretty good for the most part. Uh, he's a guy that I think, you know, um, if you look at Peralta, Kennedy, and I guess Deakman, especially after a slow start, those guys, I think, Ned sort of trusts. Um, the rest of them, it's like, okay, we got to see it over and over before, you know, going to buy in completely. Um, the guys who, you know, pretty much had that, you know, they've seen it multiple times and they bought, bought in on, you know, two of them are down in Omaha right now between McCarthy and Hill. Those, those were the guys that they track record told them, you know, the front office and the organization uh, and the coaching staff that, these guys have done it before, and that's why they kept giving them opportunities, but it just wasn't happening until eventually they went to AAA. But um, it's just a lot of you know guys that you see you see them do it uh, on a, once or twice, but then the next outing is in, that's not going you know that's not going to cut it. And sometimes there's bad breaks in there too. I mean, like um, you know, Love Lady, Love Lady's last outing, um, gave up a couple of runs, but I mean, it wasn't, he wasn't getting hit around. There was some soft contact in there. And, um, so it's just, you know, it, 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 this part of the season, it's not one thing or one person. It's, you know, it's just a, a tough stretch. You're listening to tapping the plate here on the 435 podcast network. We'll do long form Royals interviews once a month with some of your favorite players in Kansas City. But because of some injury, we're talking with Lynn Worthy of the Kansas City Star. Lynn, just to finish things up, since normally we would ask some background questions about things that stepped away from baseball or a little bit outside of there, let's get to know you, the writer, a little bit. Um, for people who you know followed you around the Kansas City Chiefs beat, certainly for the Star last year, uh, why don't you tell people a little bit about where you came writing-wise? Because certainly, you know, be like, oh, football to baseball, but you got a lot of baseball in your past writing experience too, don't you? Yeah, so this the Kansas City Star is the the fifth newspaper that I've worked at, and each stop has been um, some level of baseball, usually minor leagues. Even though um, the first paper I worked at in Lowell, Massachusetts, the Lowell Sun, um, I would go out and um, you know fill in or help out with some Red Sox stuff back back then. Um, but so it's been Lowell, um, Binghamton, New York, uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Salt Lake City, Utah, and now Kansas City, Missouri. So, yeah, five papers, and each one of them, Lowell had um, low-level, like a short-season single-A ball, um, the type of place where you see more walk-off errors and pass balls <laughs> and stuff like that. Because it's just, yeah, it's it's something else at, uh, at that level because, you know, guys are usually guys coming straight out of college or, or really young guys coming up from the Gulf Coast League and stuff like that who are still getting used to pro ball. Um, 
so and then like I said, there was some Red Sox stuff. We had some college baseball, Division Two, and all that sort of thing. Um, uh, the summer ball league team there for college players too. So um, and then in Binghamton, uh, I was there covering Double uh, A baseball with the Mets affiliate. So um, the guys, the the uh, Royals uh, ended up seeing in that World Series. Sure. Um, a lot of those guys came through the minor league system, and I got to see Harvey, Familia, uh, Stephen Matz, um, maybe Wheeler, Matz, um, Syndergaard, uh, you know, Lagares, who's you know was a Gold Glover in center field, uh, guys like Nimmo, and you know, and then some guys did the rehab assignment. So you saw some of the the main guys, you know, once here and there. So. Um, so I saw a lot of that group come up. Uh, I wasn't in Pennsylvania that long. It was a little less than a year, but I did do some iron pigs. So you saw Philadelphia's AAA team and then Salt Lake city. Uh, it was about a year and a half and, um, or yeah, it was about a year and a half. And it was, uh, the, the angels AAA team, uh, was there. So, um, but a lot of baseball, I mean, there's been other sports too. I mean, when I was in Massachusetts, did some Celtics stuff, um, when I was in upstate New York. It was uh, also did a lot of college basketball. Um, Salt Lake City. I ended up uh, covering the University of Utah um, and doing you know um, Pac-12, Power Five conference football and basketball. Sure. So I've uh, made the rounds a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. But we're happy to have you here in KC, Len. We really do appreciate it. Thanks for being the initial guest here for tapping the plate. You beat out Billy Hamilton. That's you're not going to be able to say that very often, right? Yeah. Do I, do I? So I guess that makes me what the an answer to a trivia question sometime down the line, yeah. or do I get the you know a commemorative uh, mug or something? Or what's, what's, yeah. uh, what comes along? A commemorative tapping the plate coffee mug coming your way, Lynn. All <laughs> right. Just my I'll face smiling, an X through Billy Hamilton's in your face next to it. It's perfect. A uh, a lifetime subscription to the Ned and uh, yeah. Cody show is that what I get? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You get that full view for the rest of the season. Lynn, really do appreciate right. it. Thanks so much, man. No problem. Thanks for having me. That's going to do it for the first edition of Tapping the Plate. Again, for the 435 podcast, once a month, I'll have long-form Royals interviews. We got hung up on some scheduling stuff, but once the Royals are back in town, as soon as they're back in town, we're going to have some really in-depth inside stuff for you guys to be, not just baseball, like inside what their childhood was like, the draft experience, what they do in their personal lives, and some of the things so you can get to know the Royals players better. We're really, really looking forward to bringing you Tapping the Plate. I think it's going to be such a fun look inside of a player's mind that you've never gotten before. So make sure, stay tuned. We'll have new episodes every month here for Tapping the Plate here on the 435 Podcast Network. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you guys soon. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.